This podcast is a part of the More Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Leader Podcast by Pattern Talent, where we interview great leaders and we seek to understand leadership. I'm Brad McDonald. And I'm Taylor Jessup, and we really hope that you enjoy this episode. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Daily Leader Podcast. I'm Brad McDonald here with my co-host, Taylor Jessup, and our interviewee today, Shane Kuyper, founder of Identity Hoops and The Healthy Competitor, as always. We want to say thank you to the department. Thank you, department. Oh, this is our traditional cheers, cheers. here. Cheers. Oh, yeah, we got to reach get a around plank. the microphones. Get it's a little, a little awkward, going. but it's going to work. Go. Yeah. And behind the camera, once again, we have Jesus Frere with Videopilot at videopilot.io. That's right. So for any of your production needs, don't hesitate to reach out to Jesus. Yeah. J at videopilot.io. Jesus is the man. Taylor, kick us off. Tell us about our guest today. Man, I'm excited to talk about our guest today. Uh, Shane, dude, we go back a little ways now. Yep. Uh, where did we meet? I think we met at church, didn't we? Yep. I think Shane and God, I met. You guys need church. Yeah, we do. We need Jesus. We need something real bad. Our I wives would agree to. with that. Not anymore. I'm You're over Jesus now? <laughs> <laughs> Shane's arrived. <laughs> He's, he's gotten so healthy, he's healthed himself out, yep. right? Yeah. If you get to a certain point, you're like, wow, I'm healthy. Yeah. I don't need Jesus. Maybe anymore. Jesus should call you. Yeah. Wow. Just get some, you know. There's a lot that's happening. There. There's a lot that's happening right I'm now. I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Jesus has got Shane's number. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we met at church and we've had all kinds of great conversations over the years about trying to be healthy ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think, Shane, why don't, instead of me talking about this, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family. Uh, let's start there before we even get into your business. So tell us a little bit about Shane, where, cool. you, where you're from, what you do, all those things. Yeah. I'm born and raised in Phoenix. Um, I grew up in a, what, on the outside looking in, you would say like, oh, that's this extremely healthy together family and I'm super grateful for my upbringing and um, sports was a huge part of my upbringing and a big part of my identity and what I did kind of became who I thought I was Mm. even early and was extremely celebrated in success and like sports success social success relational all like very very celebrated when I did well at things yeah so yeah um, then I so my family now, yeah, family now. Family, you got, now. You got just uh, two kids. How many do you have? <laughs> a couple more than a couple more than seven. Yeah, okay, yeah. seven kids. Seven kids. Seven kids. That's a good number. Seven kids, eight and under. Is that right? Nine. No, oldest is ten now. Ten now. Jeez. Twin nine-year-olds, seven-year-old girl. Yeah, and then one son. Yes. Me and him are buddies. He's five. Yes. So you are very healthy. Yeah. We can say that to produce that many children. Oh, and then wow. two more younger girls, <laughs> three and one. So yeah. Love it, man. Love it. And been married to Coley. How long have y'all been married? Um, 12 years. 12 years. Yep. Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, love it. Well, all right. So uh, I think you kind of know a little bit about what we're trying to do here on the Daily Leader Podcast. But um, as you and I have spent, uh, you know, a lot of time, I think talking about being healthy and what that looks like, um, we kind of wanted to just dive in today. You uh, started two different companies, right? And you can tell us a little bit about both yeah. of them. Um Identity Hoops International mm-hmm. and the Healthy Competitor. Yeah. Right? So tell us a little bit about how those both got started. Yeah. So I've been doing Identity Hoops with a friend of mine, Tyler Kennedy, who lives in Australia now. So we do a lot of work with basketball communities and um, professional collegiate and, and kid basketball players in um, Adelaide, Australia. And so extremely grateful for those relationships. Um, but I work with a lot of college basketball coaches. Okay. So leadership is crazy in the college basketball world yeah. and lots of unhealth and lots of hurt people hurting people. And so that's a part of my story. I played college basketball here at Arizona State um, and then a little bit after that as well. Um, <clears throat> and just found myself keep being getting hurt and hurt and hurt mm. and performance-driven relationships. And it was all about um, what we can produce and what you can produce for me. And unhealthy people hurting 
um, potentially yeah. amazing people. Yeah. But so a lot of the college basketball world is is really rough. It's yeah. really tough, and it's changing. And I get to be a part of that. Sure. So awesome. I'm grateful for that. So I do um, retreats for college basketball teams. I do coaching development pods um, where small groups of coaches get together and I lead them through five conversations on okay. how to step into health um, in leadership. Um, and then I also I do international trips still where I take college basketball teams to other countries and get to be a blessing to those teams and the people we come in contact with yeah. overseas. Love it. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about that, I mean, we have a lot of similarities both in the idea that things can look good on the outside, right? Yeah. But not necessarily be as healthy on the inside. Yeah. Right? So I think both in in families, in businesses, in churches, there's a lot of, I think you've, you've you and I have experienced, right? Hey, things look good. Yeah. But maybe they're not quite as good as it seems. So I think as Brad and I, we're kind of trying to unpack this and like, hey, where do we want to start? I'd love to know if a business leader comes up to you, right? Uh, and says, hey, where do I, where do I start? Right? Where do I start with like, I want to see like if my my team is healthy or hey, my team maybe isn't that healthy and I want to get them to a healthier spot, right? So that they compete, can compete at a higher level, so we can work at a, you know, have a healthy workplace. Like, where do we start? Like where would you start there? Yeah, thanks. So it, I think I should probably say too that I do work with business leaders now. And that's something that I've been offering more recently yeah. and started a different organization called The Healthy Competitor to do that um, through that um, avenue. So um, there's a ton of parallels with basketball coaches and business leaders, um, any type of leadership. So um, where would we start? It's an amazing question, but I think it has to start with me. Mm. It has to start with me. Mm. I cannot walk somebody through something I haven't experienced yet. And our BS radars are greater than they ever have been as kids and as mm. young adults, as people working for business leaders. Like if you're trying to walk me through something that you haven't experienced or trying to get me to be healthy or to perform better, like I can't trust you if if there's not a, if I can't connect the dots to how this means something to you. Mm. And so all of this stuff that I've developed um, with friends and some of it by myself, it's all stuff that means something to me. It's yeah. all of these tools and all of this research, all of this work has been a part of my own journey and story. So I would never walk somebody through something that I haven't experienced. Yeah, I love that, man. It is, I can't ask you to do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. For right? sure. Like I can't ask you to like, hey, or my team to be healthy if I'm not willing to look at myself yeah. first. So yeah. Brad, I think you had a couple things that you wanted to dive into with Shane kind of on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, one of the big things is this idea of a window of tolerance. And so I think about wanting to become a healthy leader and wanting to lead healthy teams, right? So what does the window of tolerance mean to us as we're engaging in leadership with other people, as we're experiencing conflict, as we're trying to be people who, you know, are sincere we're not one thing privately than, than we are publicly, yeah. but we're the same. Yeah. I feel like the window of tolerance is this powerful tool. And actually your brother Jace is the one who, who explained this to me through yeah. his own transformational experience going through it yeah. um, with a, a team that he was a part of. And so he and I are on a long drive one day and he's just walking me through the window of tolerance. And I'm like, man, so this is my moment to kind of get exposed to that uh, tool in that process. Yeah, and And I'm really curious how that, framework in particular can help our audience improve their own personal health and health of their teams. Amazing. Thanks, Brad. Um, yeah, I'm glad Jace was um, engaged. <laughs> <Didn't>, <laughs> no, like, yeah, Jace look, learned. Jace, he, I don't know how well you thing. did, you know, explaining it. I mean, we're going to test that now, but it yeah. was, whatever yeah. he said was nothing interesting. to do. Yeah, yeah. They're two completely different things now. But. So we have these tools um, and the so I get I guess man part of what we're gonna do here today is kind of go through a lot some of the tools that I get to walk 
through with people. Um, the first thing we always do when I sit down if, with one person, if I'm doing one one coach or one leader, is um, we answer three questions, which mm -hmm. are um, pretty amazing questions. Um, that any like if we know the answers to these three questions about each other, we we know everything we need to be on a basketball team together or to work together, um, and it requires some bravery and vulnerability. Um, and then after we answer those three questions, we actually do the window of tolerance. So the window of tolerance is the first tool. And what it is, is it's, it's an emotional regulation tool. And so if I can't self-regulate, then I cannot lead in health. Hmm. And so we actually have tools where um, we can stay in our window. So if your listeners could like picture a window, when I'm inside the window panes vertically, yeah. then I'm in my optimal state. And I can access reason. I can access like who I want to be next. Um, I can make sound decisions based on my values. Um, but what happens is we get triggered and or activated. And anytime something it could be stubbing my toe, it could be my boss saying something disrespectful. It could be a fight. Like you, you name it. A trigger is a trigger. Um, and we don't ever try to stop the triggers. I'd be like trying to mm -hmm. stop the wind. Triggers are just there. They're, we're we're going to get triggered every day. Um, and but then we either go above our window, which is called hyper arousal, or we go below our window, which is called hypo. And so I don't know how much we want to get into the differences of that or what's at stake when we go above or below, but um, mainly is like flight, fight and freeze. Then there's a fourth one fawn. Yeah. Um, though, so anytime I'm like trying to fight or I have too much energy and I'm giving too much energy, I'm above my window. Yeah. When I lack energy and in my shame, which is when I'm feeling, I like shame to think of shame as when I feel less than. Mm. Um, anytime I feel less than, then I'm probably below my window. So lethargic, depressed, can't get off the couch. Yeah. When I'm above my window, I'm seeing red. I'm just trying to... Yeah work my way back into um, some type of justification. Sure. I love it. So so in order to improve my health as a person, the health of my team, I basically have to get clear on where is my window of tolerance? Oh what yeah. Are the, what are the what are the what are the sort of arousal boundaries, either upward or downward, that I need to be aware of in order to stay within this healthy window. Yeah. And then maybe one follow-up question would be when I'm hyper or hypo aroused, how do I get back? How do I use regulation, self-regulation to get back to where I need to be? Yeah, amazing. Is that the, the right direction? Yeah, amazing question. Tool? So the, the awareness of your window, the size of your window, what happens like when, if you're working with a team, for your team to know what your triggers are and what typically happens, what your response is to your nervous system getting triggered. Um, for me, I, I'm, I go above. So I usually always go above. And I just turn into fight mode. Um, and so I, is that that expresses itself like anger, uh -huh. you know, yelling, using language you wouldn't normally use, like being aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overly trying to justify myself, like mm -hmm. self defending, uh -huh. validation, yeah. defense, defense mode. That's a great way to describe it. So trying to work myself back into a place of like reason, but it just doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just end up hurting people because I'm hurt or because I'm confused. I'm, I'm not in my optimal state of yeah. reason. So um, the cool thing about this tool, the window of tolerance, is that like if you could picture that window again, there's that little space, the window pane or the border, um, the, the molding. Um, so in my experience is the healthier that I get or the more mature that I get, the more I'm able to say, oh, I've just been triggered. Mm -hmm. I'm moving up and now I'm, I'm close I can, and now I can have a response where I can actually step back into my window mm -hmm. without actually completely leaving it. Um, and those tools, I like to think of three tools that I've learned. Um, my wife and I first learned about this window of tolerance on a couple's getaway um, when that's like our, our prior. Hopefully we could talk about that more through this conversation too, yeah. but my marriage will always be my priority. And so all these tools are, um, well, I'd say over half of them have been used like to help, help our marriage when we've struggled. And I mean, I don't know why you'd be struggling. You have seven kids. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing to, no, yeah. nothing that would throw you outside yeah, you of that window. Come, is there? You yeah. should come, uh, <laughs> should come at bedtime. 
You should just come experience. I have, like, I actually have a great story of the perfect bedtime when I was with you. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. I'm sure that's a panic the, attack. If you told me tonight, yeah. Hey, yeah, look, me and Cole are out, Brad, you're babysitting the kids. You got to put all seven kids to bed. Yeah. I would have left side numbness, hot heat, mm -hmm. pass out cold, panic yeah. attack. Like, yeah. I couldn't do it. You would not be in your window of tolerance. No, no. It would be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get mad. I would just curl up in a ball. I'm yeah. pretty sure. The oldest would have to console me. Yeah. 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 It seems it like the window great. of tolerance yeah. might be perfected during bedtime of like, wow, this is always an opportunity to work on right. this. Yeah. That's Every how night. I would feel. Yeah. Every the night. awareness, the aware, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we can keep though, I think yeah. that that's, I think that that is uh, such an important insight into how leadership works, right? Because no one is coming into a professional situation, a situation at work uh, as an executive leader or as a coach uh, for an athletic team, like uh, everything is fine at home. Yeah, Everything is not fine at home. Yeah, Everyone has issues that they're struggling with and things that they're wrestling with. And so one of the things that we found a lot in working with my previous employer was employees are bringing... Uh, pain and frustration and issues from home into the work environment. And sometimes it's those home things that are put, are, they're sort of putting them at the top of their window to use your verbiage. Yeah. And then it will be a work thing that pushes them over the Above edge. Mm -hmm. And so they were already sort of keyed up when a conflict happened, uh, you know, a vendor didn't do something right, a uh, payment didn't come in on time, an employee made a mistake and now, you know, there's been a cascade of issues as a result of that. And then they're blowing gaskets. Yep. But it, it wasn't work that got them there. It was the personal life that they're having trouble regulating. 100%. So I well think said. it's wonderful to see you in your marriage saying, okay, this is an environment where I'm growing and I'm learning. Our family's growing at a very rapid rate. We have to work on, on this relationship and as a result of that, you've been able to see transformation in your professional work and help countless other people experience the same, but from the opposite angle. They're seeing you for professional issues, but then they're taking the window of tolerance into their marriage yeah. to improve their marriage. I right? hope so. Yeah. yeah. And another way that I'd like to describe what you just described is like when you leave home in weakness like that, your window is very small. Mm. And so I'm actually operating from a really immature state of leadership. Yeah. When I leave home in weakness, then those triggers, like I'm not going to have any time or awareness to actually do the work, which I haven't shared the work yet, but um, I'm, I'm not going to have a chance to stay in the border. I'm, I'm going to leave right away. I'm going to go right below or right above um, immediately. My kids have really small window of tolerances, <laughs> very small. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so does Taylor. It's I do. amazing. Yeah, I'm about to throw fit currently. <laughs> it's amazing how how many people are operating in high level leadership positions with small window of tolerances. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so here's the three here's the three tools when I'm above my window. It's breathing. So there's lots of different breath work, self regulation, breath work, heart rate variability that is directly connected to our breathing. I like to do box breathing with clients or with. Coaches. Teach us that. Let's do it together. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? Ready? Let's, let's <laughs> like it. Can, yeah. you, can you show us how? Yeah. Vox breathing is, yeah. Um, you can follow my finger, okay. um, but so it's in intervals of four seconds. Um, okay. And the research shows that if I can do this 11 times when I'm out of my window, then I'm actually can re-enter myself back into my window. So, oh, wow. so, so 11 boxes. 11 boxes. So it, okay. it'll take 44 seconds. Okay. So, It'll take way longer than that. Well, each box is 16 seconds times yeah. 11 times. I have I, no idea. I find that even when I do Doug, this, Doug, 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 yeah, where's Doug? That real where's Doug? <laughs> we, need, we just need an AI, Doug. We just, can we do that? Yeah, That'd be much cheaper AI than actually finding a Doug. IT guy. We don't have a Doug yet to get us the numbers on that. Yeah. I can't do 11 times 16 in my head. Yeah. No chance. And if you don't have that much time, like you can do it twice. My yeah. kids, my yeah, kids can do it one time. Like, my my yeah. five year old, yeah. he can do it one time and Just actually access reason again. Okay, yeah. all right, um, so that's powerful. So let's yeah, let's take a rip on this. We're gonna do it I'm together. Excited. Yeah, ready? Yeah, breath work. <laughs> all right, breath work in down with the healthy competitor. Yep, we're gonna yeah. watch you. All right, so you follow my fingers. So the okay. the horizontal lines, I'm actually breathing. The vertical lines, okay, I'm just holding. 
Okay. So okay. I'm going to go in, hold, out, hold, in. Okay. Ready? All right. So follow my finger. Ready? One more time. Through your nose. Through your nose. Research shows sure. through yeah, your nose. Yeah, a little, little out with my mouth, but then I saw you weren't, so I... Yeah, yeah. You, you made a quick pivot. <laughs> yeah. Good for you for the quick yeah. pivot. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. So box yeah. breathing. So breath work is sort of piece of work number one to help Yep. re-enter the window of tolerance. Yep. Okay. Get my feet back on the ground, which That's is awesome. a perfect interval to grounding, which is yeah. the second one. And so there's tons of Wim Hof. There's tons of breathing people that you can yeah, Wim Hof. research. That's um, wild. Yeah. And so some people would call these like brain hacks in the psych world, but breathing is incredibly important. I, yeah. I, here's something interesting is I can actually notice how I'm doing by my breath. Yeah. Like how, like if I'm excited, I can notice that by noticing my breath. Mm. If I'm depressed, if I'm sad, I can notice that by my breath. If I'm angry, I can notice how I'm doing. If I'm nervous, like in golf or yeah. basketball, like, and I can actually change my behavior by focusing on my breath, yeah. which is where the only things. So this is, this is a funny note on that. I have this notification that happens on my watch where it, it tells me to practice mindfulness or whatever. Yeah, I was and, thinking and, it was going to tell you to breathe. I'm yeah. glad it doesn't have to tell you. No, it does. That is yeah. what it is. The, the mindfulness thing, the reminder, is basically telling you to take deep breaths. Yeah. And I found that in moments of frustration, I'm like, that's the, I get so irritated mm. by, I'm like, yeah, I know I need to breathe. Like, stop it, you know? Uh. But, I mean, even my watch knows. Wow. Right? My watch knows that I need to breathe. Wow. And I need to be intentional and set aside time to breathe and to focus. And, yeah. And I think that uh, it, in, in one way, it doesn't surprise me to hear you say this. Yeah. That the key first thing we do when we're outside of our window of tolerance is we just stop and we just literally take deep breaths. Yeah. And, and the guy that taught me this stuff, um, Jason Ellis, he runs Rosemary Tree, which is a holistic wellness center in central Phoenix. Um, he would actually say, no, we don't want to breathe deeply because when I'm outside of my window, that can actually do the opposite effect. Like, mm. like it's got like, it. It can exacerbate stress. Yeah. Wow. You guys said exacerbate at the same time. <laughs> We have great vocabulary. We do, yeah. That's all we have. We Taylor actually, actually said plethora in our teaser video. I did, yeah. Right. I used the word yeah. plethora. Because it comes from one of my favorite movies of all time. That's not because I have a big What'd you say? What'd you say? A yeah. plethora of pinatas. Yeah, three amigos. Shout out to 1980s, 1990s movies. But that's interesting. We should do a clips and commentary podcast <clears throat> on the three amigos. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Leadership in the three amigos. Yeah. Yeah, they do the yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we could be the three amigos right here. I like that. Yeah. So Maybe that's another technique. I could get right back into my window. If that, I that. Just to do the three amigos. <laughs> so that's one is breathing bit. and two is to cross your arms, put your hands on your hips and then thrust. A little thrust. Noise. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. So in instead of deep breathing, we want to focus on slow breathing. Slow, okay, breathing. good coaching. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's good. Great. So slow breathing. That's great. So the, so the window is really to help me identify, like it's, it's not necessarily to say, hey, I'm never going to go above or I'm never going to go below. It's to help me identify. Oh, you are. Because you are. Right? Because you, you are. Definitely going. I think that that's one of the most challenging things is like sometimes I'm like, okay, great. The goal is to stay within this window, which yeah. is fantastic if you do. Yeah. And you made a great point that was like, hey, that space to stay within is organic, right? It kind of grows yeah. if your capacity has grown. If Maybe if you've had a hard day at home, maybe it's smaller. Maybe if you had a hard day at work, yeah. smaller when you get home. But the goal is to be able to identify where am I and then get yourself back into well said. back into the window. Right? Well said. And then the framework of leadership. If my leader's in his window, yeah. then I'm gonna get to stay in my window. But if my leader's out of his window or her window, I'm gonna leave mine too. Hmm. Like it's just oh, and then we're just Yeah, then you're clash. Yeah, you yeah. can you can smash that microphone. <laughs> that gives a real dramatic effect. So optim optimal 
state of reason yeah. is the goal for yeah. window. Mm -hmm. Ground groundwork grounding is the second technique to enter back in. Okay. So what what does that mean? Yeah, explain. Um, that sounds like, kind of that sounds kind of sketchy to me. Yeah, it sounds kind of woo woo. Like yeah, but it, but explain it. Like what is that? Well, again, when I learned this um, ground, the my I'll just do one. I'll just do one grounding technique. But think about like feet on the ground. So if I'm out of my window, I've left. Like I'm, I'm feet off of the ground. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, grounding, um, it, it has everything to do with my senses. So my five senses. So ready? Here's, yep. so which one of you wants to be the, do this exercise? Uh, I want to go, yeah, taste. Wait, no, I don't think you. That's one of the senses. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that was his question, but. Okay. No, just which one of you wants to do? I, that's what he was asking. Okay, Brad, okay, Brad, let's go. Yeah, ready? That's okay. Yeah. This Brad. is amazing too. Like I do this with my kids. It's, it's, this actually like can re-enter myself, ground myself back into my current state. Yeah. Um, or back to the way that I want my <laughs> current state to be. Right. So the first one is sight. So tell me five things you can see. Okay. I can see Jesus, Shane, Taylor. I can see the mic and I can see this light. Great. Tell me four things you can touch. Uh, my legs, uh, the chair, uh, the ground, uh, the the seat. Yep. And three things that you can hear. Uh, I can hear the the vent, um, which is giving me anxiety about the quality of our audio. Sure, I can hear. <laughs> I can hear your two voices, and I can hear my own voice. Yeah. Two things that you can smell. Mm, I can smell my deodorant and I think I can smell either coffee or tea. And then one thing you can taste. And if you can't taste it, you can imagine it. I can taste the mint from my tea. Mm. Well done. Well done. There that's, is, that's, so that's I'm grounded. grounded. So grounded. that is grounding. Grounded. I don't know if you okay. are grounded individual, but you did a <laughs> grounding exercise in that moment. <laughs> this is the most grounded I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, your wife would agree with that. Yeah. Becca yeah. would say, you had one moment of clarity, Brad. You were really <laughs> <Yeah>. grounded. <laughs> and by the way, same techniques, both of those techniques, breathing and grounding, apply for when I'm below, when I'm hypo, yeah. when I'm depressed, lethargic, yeah. numb. The third one that is below in research and what we, what we know if you're below your window is yeah. physical activity. You're not going to be able to enter back into your window if you can't get off the couch or can't stop scrolling. That makes sense. So I, I need to move. I so, need to move. So in the leader context, I because some we think both leaders and following, right? So if I'm a leader, I don't want to enter into necessarily maybe conflict or conversation outside of that window, right? So regulate, then communicate. Okay, that's good. That's regulate, really Regulate, well then communicate. Right? I can't and talk my way back into my window. Say... I'm not the leader. I'm the follower in this moment, yeah. right? And you said, hey, then that leader, the chances are that they're going to take you out of it, yeah. right? You'd want to be trying to do the same thing. So if you're the follower, you also need to be as grounded as you can and notice if your leader's taking you out, yeah, right? Because if they're taking you out, I mean, I think we've all probably had some kind of leadership experience or coaching experience where it became more damaging to me because I wasn't grounded in that moment, Wow, right? I wasn't within my window of tolerance. So I would assume, and tell me if I'm wrong, if somebody's dragging me out, the chances that I I, I feel more pain or feel yeah. more damaged yeah. may be increasing if I can't get myself back into it. Right? Wow. Amazing. So, and this is one of the things that I want to talk about because when um, you guys asked me to come on, because I'm, I'm currently like thinking about leadership a little bit differently than mm -hmm. I used to because... I, you guys help me, help me in this. We could process it together, but it's like it. the process of following is leading. Yes. Right. Mm. So like in, if my leader just by rank is out of his or her window and then I'm aware of that, like, so uh, like when you say, when you said, if I'm following in this instance, mm. like, so what would you, what, what would you do? Like yeah. whew, put me on the spot. Roll, what made Do you, I get to be mad at think, Brad? What made or you? you think of that, like as a follower? What made me think of that as a follower? Um, man, that is a great question. Yeah, what made me think of? I mean, what made me think of that was the fact that I was I was thinking, man, if somebody else is going to drag me outside of my window, I I also don't want to go there. That's going to be yeah. That leads to even more catastrophe. 
Yeah. Right? So that takes whatever- Two people out of their window is much worse than one yeah. person yeah. out of their window. All yeah. of us have probably, not that yeah. any of us have ever gotten into a fight with our wives, but if we had, we know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, you know. I've heard. Yeah, you've heard course. rumors, yeah. but you've never lost your cool, which is, that's the nice thing about you, Brad. We can always count on you be a straight shooter there. Um, right? But but I, uh, so the when I think about that, and I think about the times that either, because um, this is the best context that I have because I haven't thought about it in terms of a work context. So I'm going to stay personal for a minute and then we can bring it back to work. Perfect. Is like in those times where I am having a argument, a fight with my spouse, the times that I think shorten the gap and the distance, right, between what we actually want to accomplish yeah. um, are the times where one of us can quickly regulate back into that window. And so I think the ways that, no, again, maybe you're not traditional lead follow in that sense, but the ways that I've been able to do that are by either asking good questions, asking for space, saying, hey, let's come back to this, right? And I'm not a, I'm not a space person. I'm a, no, like come hell or high water, we're getting this figured out now. Yeah. Um, but I have realized like my wife has been able to do that. You know, I know one time she's like, hey, we're, we're just not gonna get anything done right now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's late. And she's like, I love you. And we'll come back to this in the morning. Yeah. And like it, that instant, like almost my, my anger and my, like that led me to go, like mm. kind of almost back into my window. Mm. So I would think the same thing, you know, it's probably more challenging. Like there are different, there are different challenges in both situations. One is strictly emotional, right? I think anytime we're in an emotional relationship, we're at home, that has its own challenges. The other being like a work environment is, hey, if my boss and I can tell that they're outside of it and they're kind of going off, that can be, you know, really challenging. But I think some of those things still apply of like, hey, maybe we maybe we put a pin in this conversation right now. Yeah. Right? Hey, maybe we just call a quick timeout. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got to take a bathroom break. <laughs> like, hey, I just, I just need, hey, I need a minute. to vomit real quick. Yeah. yeah, like, hey, I, you know what? Like, this project is super important, and and I think even if you can own it without blaming it on that person, right? So, hey, the project is super important. The project that we're really pissed about right now, um, and I, I just need a minute or two to think about it. Yeah. Right. It's good. That way you're not putting it back on, on your boss. Cause that's never a good thing. Like, Hey, you're outside your window. I'm sure that would go really like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. I'm sure that would go really well. Right. But that's what I'm thinking in terms of following. That's the way that I would yeah, say. I think, I think as you're exploring this, you've got to look at a little bit of research. One, uh, author is Barbara Kellerman. Uh, she is with, um, Harvard. She's, uh, the, the Kennedy school there where they're studying government. Um, she wrote two books. One's called Bad Leadership and one is called Followership. And those would be excellent resources as you're exploring like what is the difference between a uh, leader and follower. Another one is called The Courageous Follower by a guy named uh, Ira Shelef. And I think I'm mispronouncing his, his last name, C-H-A-L-E-F-F. But both of those resources are remarkable because they, they sort of put into words what all of us feel, which is the sort of two-way relationship of influence, hmm. right? The leader can, to your point, if the leader is going nuclear, like I'm going to, and and I don't, I don't know why that is, but I know that the the gravitational pull of a follower to their leader is at work in that moment. And so it's incredibly difficult to have a boss, you know, an employer of some kind, a supervisor who is really, really sort of leaving the ground to use your verbiage and to stay grounded in that moment. But, but it is possible uh, beca because if we know these tools and we can self-regulate, we can sort of watch them leave and stay pretty planted in our reason mm -hmm. And we can kind of fight through that process, right? Uh -huh. um, especially if it's a pattern of behavior that we see often. And so a part of what Kellerman and Shelef get to in, in their work is that followers um, really have options, right? That healthy followers are ones who basically maintain autonomy. They maintain some sense of personal autonomy that says like, I am not my leader. My leader is not me. Like I do not have to do 
what is expected of me in this instance, I can do what I believe is right rather than what's expected. Mm. And so that separation, and I'm sure you have really great verbiage for that. Um, yeah. Your suite of tools. Is it? Well said, well said. And I think, I think that that's why I say like following is, is leading, mm. but in the, and we can, that's good. we would have to dissect that more, but what I think what you're saying is the choice. That's right. right. Yeah. Like if I have agency and choice, yep. then I can, I can fall. So here's like, because the truth is if I, if this is a Simon Sinek definition of leadership is like, but if I can make the person next to me feel heard, seen and understood, mm. that's, that's all leadership yep. is. That's, that's really good. Like has nothing to do with like dragging or like vision and like, here's where, here's where I'm headed and you should join me. Like with the traditional, like, I'm in front type of leadership. It's right. like, I see you, I feel you, and I understand you. Yeah. And that's all I want to do in my life. I just want to sit next to people who are trying to figure it out just like me. Yeah. Especially high high performers. Like I'm drawn to to high performers and basketball coaches are, are high performers. Um, business leaders, they're high performers. And I just want to sit down with them and say, I, I see you, I feel you, and I understand. Mm. Right. And if, if my good. team under me could say that yeah. to me, the leader, they're actually leading the leader. Yeah. They just don't have rank. And sure. I think we get confused by rank. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just because yeah. you have the authority does yeah. not necessarily <laughs> mean yeah. that the, the leadership goes hand in hand with yeah. that. Man, that is really powerful to just be seen and known and heard, right? Going going both directions. Yeah. Right. As a follower, going, hey, if I can give that to my leader and let yeah. them know that those things are true. Amazing. Um, man, that's that's super, like it empowers them even in that moment that maybe is not their brightest moment or their best moment. Yeah. Right? And then same if you are the leader yeah. to be able to have your team feel that way. Yep. Um, man, a lot of that brought me into kind of the adult development stages. I don't, I know we don't have like, you know, all day. We're just going to have to, yeah, we're just going to have to have Shane come back like <laughs> 17 times, yeah. maybe 18 times. I love it. But kind of getting into kind of like the self-transforming mind at the end, right? Which yeah. the five stage, do you want to just quickly go over the- Yeah, quickly, stages? Bob Keegan, Lisa Leahy, Harvard, Oxford, all the smart things that you yeah. could say, like just imagine me saying more of their- pedigree immunity to change is their work um it's a book and what they've tried we're trying to figure out is why adults stop growing yeah like why why we we maybe by the time we're 13 years old like we're still operating in that way and so they came up with five stages um and it's been fascinating and the first time i was like so again, this is a tool for me, for Shane, like, whoa, I'm still operating in stage three a lot of my life. Um, and so, yeah, I probably shouldn't go through all five stages. That would take a really long time. Sure, sure. And that's like a full on hour session that I do with, with clients and leaders. Um, yeah. I don't have anywhere to be until four. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we can just, we just keep rolling. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. I'm totally with you. But the the uh, the gist of it is is that like we have these frames of reference and we have these circles and loyalties yeah. and um, mm -hmm. allegiances that we're that they're actually keeping us stuck yeah. because what keeps us safe is also keeping me stuck which mm -hmm. is fascinating totally. to me and so if i stay inside this safe circle then i stop growing. Yeah, stay there for a minute yeah I, that is a really powerful line. Yeah, and I've seen that in my own life and leadership time after time, especially most recently in the last 90 days, launching Pattern Talent as kind of this full project. I'm finding that all of the things that I'm afraid to do are all of the things that I need to do. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's difficult, yeah. right? Uh -huh. And I think I heard you say just that exact same thing that, you know, this this comfort, this idea of safety is exactly the thing that we don't need if we want to grow. Yeah. I know you, that can go too far, especially understanding what the meaning of safety is in this context. But yeah. What does that mean to grow, to change? And when I was exposed to that idea of the self-transforming mind, I was like, that is who the future Brad McDonald is going to be. Yeah. I'm going to be that. Yeah. How, how do I... How do I do it? Mm. Yeah. 
you know, that's what I aspire to. Yeah. That's what I aspire to for my, my wife and my children, for the people that I influence, for us sitting here. How do we become that person? And can you unpack what the self-transforming mind is like just just yeah. a brief. I know we don't have time to get into it, but so the so that. like so that's stage five, and and they say like one to three percent of the world operates in this frame of reference. This mindset it's pretty is high percentage. Way. <laughs> if you actually throughout the first, I mean, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I don't well. know. All have one to three percent of the people that I've met have they been here? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. continue. Um, Brad is. Okay. Yeah, Brad Brad is definitely, Brad has arrived. <laughs> Welcome, Brad. I said the future. I said yeah. the future. God, isn't he grounded? Hey, you're Look the one coaching Jesus. I mean. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of gradual. It's kind of like, so stage three, I'm in, I'm in my circle. Stage four, I'm like outside of that circle of people that grew up similarly to me, think okay. the same way, but I'm still like inside of a bigger circle. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm starting to think on my own. Um, stage five, here's a quick, like, I, I, I'm able to embrace paradox. Mm. Like, I'm able to, like, live in the gray. Mm. I'm able to, like, say, hey, like, there's a number here. It's a six to me, but it's a nine to you. And we're both right. Yeah. Right? If there was a number right in front of us. Yeah. And so I'm no longer interested in seeing life from my own perspective. I'm, like, just as curious about your perspective. Yeah. And, and so uh, the, the paradox, like I can fully embrace it. I can kind of watch my life from a 30,000 foot view mm. from where I was and where I want to go next. That's um, really good. I have a mentor who, his name's Dave Rhodes. Shout out to Dave. He says, um, paradox is always the answer to polarization. Uh, paradox is always the answer to polarization. And so I had the, the blessing and the benefit of being exposed to that phrase probably at like 19 or 20. Amazing. And so it's this thing that for whatever reason at that time, like sank in so deeply to my heart and mind. And I feel like it's extremely difficult to navigate paradox mm. in relationships, in religion. You know, all of us come from, you know, homes where we were raised in a very religious environment and um, in leadership and business, especially in business, there's different ethical situations where paradox is just like, man, I don't know if this is right or if this isn't what I expected it to be. And I think half of leading is just recognizing, oh, this is paradoxical and I need to get beyond the simplicity of black and white and recognize my ability to navigate navigate the gray area of this situation is what makes me the leader. Amazing. Right? Well said. And mm -hmm. so that idea of like, man, a self-transforming mind is someone who can, who can navigate paradox. I'm like, man, that's what all leaders aspire to really. Not, I hope, I wish. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 good point. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Many not don't, necessarily. That is the problem. Most leaders are operating that's, at stage three. Man. Yeah. And why, why is that? Yeah. Because it's safe. Okay. <laughs> because because yeah. uncertainty is scary. Right. Yep. Certainty is right where, like, certainty. The brain is constant. As we're wired. It's always trying to protect right. ourselves. Right? Yeah. No, don't go there. Yeah. We don't know what's over there. Yes. We know what's right here, right? So the yeah. ability to sit in that tension and just, and literally just sit with it. Yeah. Like not necessarily, like, I mean, yes, at some point lead, but the ability to sit in that tension, right? It is it is much harder, I, I would assume, to lead somebody. Like typically we think of leadership as in like, hey, we're going there and this is why, right? Yeah. And we're all going in a certain direction rather than sitting in the tension of there are multiple directions that we can go in. Yeah. Right? And then choosing this is the one that our company is going to go down. But like, man, that is, that is interesting. I keep coming back to what keeps us safe, keeps us stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just unpack like that? You have something else to say about that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. Let's talk about where you're stuck right now. Yeah, you want to talk? Oh, man, where am I stuck? I mean, I, I, I super agree. Like, so many of the things that I use to like keep me safe are 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 that. And that's probably why I keep coming back to it. So like all of the, <laughs> the bad habits that I have in my life are things that like, I'm trying to create safety for myself. Oh, wow. Like 
they are all ways that I'm trying to say like whatever distraction I need, like I feel safer doing that yeah. or I feel safer doing something that I don't even think like I will stick within the bounds of my life that I know that is safe rather than go out and explore something that is new. Like that, and, and I think in leadership, it is easy, right? To just, to stay there, to stay at what we know, to stay at like, hey, we're going in this direction. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is really challenging even in, in religion, especially. Like it is really hard in, not that we're gonna get too far into the weeds of bringing in everybody's religion into this, right? But like, it is so much safer to say that this is the truth than it is to sit with somebody who has an opposing view and just listen to them. For sure. And not feel threat. Have you ever done this? Because I've I've done this where like I've had conversations with somebody who has an opposing view, maybe even both Christians or both whatever, but my heart rate actually starts to go up when they start talking about their side. Hmm. I, it's it's super interesting for me. It's like it's some of those moments where I start to get like Yeah, it's it makes you feel nervous to disagree with people because you're worried about uh how they will judge you based on that disagreement. And when when you when you bring the question of heaven and hell, right? These, these cosmic questions sure. into that dynamic, I think it really heightens heightens the intensity of the conversation and, and it moves you away in the window of tolerance space for sure. Uh, it can, it absolutely can. Yeah. And the, in the immunity to change, they address what you guys are talking about. Really? Yeah, with Christians especially. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just, hard. And I'm gonna have to do this. This will be my next audio book. I'm, I'm excited. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I have found that I've started, I've worked with businesses this year and basketball teams for years. Yeah. And I have found that there's a resistance to growth and change yeah. and maturing in the, in the Christian organizations or yeah. in the Christian leaders. It's sure. That's scary. So, okay. Just to double back. So self-transforming mind. Yeah. Um, so paradox. Yeah. We have to be able to navigate paradox. What are some of those other principles as I seek to become a self-transforming mind? Yeah, it's, that I, really I think you, anchor down you guys both touched on it for me. This is for me. Like when I'm able to replace judgment with curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm able to it's move. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso moment. Yeah, Walt Whitman. Yeah, yeah Walt, Walt Whitman. Whitman yeah. Yeah, or is it like Chris Be Farley, curious. David Spade? Tommy boy, there's a Tommy boy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Tommy. You know? Didn't he say that fat guy in a little coat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big moment of curiosity That's there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, if I'm curious, then I'm able to be. If if Shane is curious, I'm able to access the person that I want to be next, mm. as opposed to just yeah. the person that I was. What what empowers me to be curious and not judgmental? Where does that where does that come from? Mm. Because. Because I think we could all say like, yeah, let's stay curious. But we just said, hey, most people don't get to this level. Yeah. And curiosity is one of the keys. So what empowers me to stay curious? Yeah. Well, here's what I went to is I think what what the the what my brain is telling me is like, no, you've you've done enough. You've mm-hmm. done enough. Like that's gonna be painful. Mm. And so let's not let's not go there. And so I I guess another way to describe what I just said is ego. Sure. Right? So my ego is constantly telling me to categorize things and like, no, that what he just said, put him over there. He's in this camp. Polarization, right? So judgment always comes with separation. Yeah. Right. As opposed to just the, the opposite of that would be curiosity Yeah, where I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like how's he the hero of his own story? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems like I can stay curious if I'm really grounded, right? Not necessarily like those. Cause, cause when I was thinking of, of that particular picture of that stage, right here am I in the middle and everybody else can kind of operate and come and go yeah. around me. Mm. And I'm not necessarily like affected in terms of, because I have that thought or entertain that with somebody or stay curious. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean anything about me. For sure. Right. Uh, that's a, that's actually, I think a really hard thing to separate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if I entertain this idea, what does that say about me? But that's, that's that leader that I want to see people become and that I want to become myself is one that is able to stay curious and grounded. Yeah. Live in that paradox and and be okay with like, hey, let's explore a multitude of things here. And all the data 
Taylor, all the data of everything you just said is like that. That's that's healthy leadership. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like yeah. I feel like no. Like these like NBA coaches. Like they're everybody's got mindfulness coaches. Everybody's got breathing coaches. Yeah. Like pro golfers. Like all the everybody that's in leadership today. Like you need to you need to be grounded. Yeah. You need to be present right now like mindful of yeah. where you're at right now so that I can access curiosity. Yeah. I, I'm curious if, if you were going to help me increase my self-awareness, like let's assume I need to kind of work on this a little bit. Yeah. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't dare to go there, but if we did, right? <laughs> if we, <laughs> if we said go there, what would you say top two, three things? I mean, I know, I know breathing. Okay. Grounding. I understand that. Um, but what do I need to do on a yeah. daily, weekly basis to actually move the needle on yeah. my own self-awareness? And then, and then I would say follow-up to that is how do I help other bring other people along in that process, right? A leader is only as good as the people he or she is developing. So I, I want to be able to say, hey, I'm I'm experiencing this transformation. Let me show you the way too. Hmm. Yeah. So when we, when, when I do self-awareness tools, um, it's, it's through the primary, well, here's a, here's the best question. Here's not a tool. Here's a question. Here's the best question you can ask. How am I affecting you? Mm. How am I affecting you? Yeah. So I want to be, I'm working with uh, a client on, Hey, we're going to, we're building leadership systems and processes. You keep running into these problems. I'm empowering that client with how are you, you're, they're going to their constituents, employees, whatever, the people they're leading and saying, how am I affecting you? How am I affecting you? Yeah. Mm. Best question you could ask. In my marriage with my kids. Best question you could business ask. Business partnership with Taylor. How that's am a, I affecting Well, that's a scary question. Scary. Super scary. Yeah. That's like, hey, we're going to leave, depending on how the person answers and how vulnerable they're willing to be too. But yeah. How am I affecting you? I mean, kids, kids have no filter. They'll tell you. Yeah. They'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. And dad, when you're loud, it's super scary. Mm. But yeah, but Jossie, I'm just trying to help you understand. Yeah, but dad, you're just loud and that's scary. Yeah. And so then I have to become aware of like, oh, I can't parent. But think about this. If there was someone in my home twice my size raising their voice at me, I would get scared. Oh, absolutely. I'd be like, yeah, I'd launch right through that window frame. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's that's one of my favorite questions. How am I affecting you? Okay, I can do that. Number two yeah. is this one, we won't get into it, but it's called the Johari window invented by... Yep. Um, yeah, so it's... it's a, a good one. It's four four windows. We have a window theme today, which yeah, is we cool. Do. I like that. Uh, <laughs> We're opening the windows yeah, to so our it's hearts. Like, these four windows are like what I, what, what I know and what you know. Mm. So that's like... So when I know something and you know something, it's in the open man, area. That's aware. We have yeah, a- I'm aware. Yeah. You're aware. Self awareness. And then there's things that I know that you don't know. So things that I've secrets. Yeah. Things that I'm keeping hidden for whatever reason. Yeah. Then we go top right, um, which is things that you know that I don't. Mm-hmm. And this is where self awareness comes into play. Mm. Yeah. Things that you know about me that I don't, or things yeah. that I'm doing or the effect that I'm having that I don't even know. Um, And then the cool thing is, is that the bigger, so anytime I move something from this bottom left up into the open area, what happens is this one shrinks and this one gets bigger. So my open area is getting bigger. Mm. Then if I'm also becoming self-aware of the effect I'm having on others, then that corner is moving and my open area is getting really big. Yeah, because. Right, so that's the goal: is the open air, that top left square is as big as possible. Yeah, healthy teams. So healthy more leader. information that I know and that you know. Yeah, seeing that amount of information increase. Yep, and create more context around that. Yeah, that's where leadership health and team health, relational health comes. Yes, comes in. Yep, that's great. And the work, all these tools, the work is for me. So if I sit down with you, or a golfer, or a team leader that's leading a hundred people, like yeah. we, the filter cannot be how's my team going to be healthier. Yeah, the filter is how is how am I going to step into health? Yeah, and why is that again? 
good. Because I think you made that argument really well mm-hmm. for the sake of the of the listener on this side of the conversation. Yeah. Why is it that it has to start with the leader? Yeah. For the sake of the leader. I can't I can't walk someone through something I haven't experienced. Yeah. Right. So if I haven't stepped in it, if I haven't gotten in the mud myself, then then I'm just a clanging gong. Right. I'm just yeah. another leader that's regurgitating information that mm-hmm. somebody else told me. Yeah. But it's when I've experienced it, when I've felt it, empathy, right? That I can walk somebody else through it. Yeah. So no, and then that fourth square, where are you about to say something? Oh, go for that, it. The bottom right one is something that I don't know and you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the really exciting thing is like it's discovery. Whoa. Yeah. 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 That's not what I was going to call it. I was going to say that's a really scary thing. Yeah. But that's a great, that is a much healthier perspective is, is that the curiosity about, hmm, what are the things that, you know, my, my team member is unaware of and I'm unaware of that we can go discover together. Yeah. There can be psychological safety. Amazing. Just to, just to be on the, you're on the team. Amazing. You know, neither of us are perfect. We're growing and we're learning and we're in that process together. Psych safety has to be the goal for a leader. Yeah psychological safety yeah. to everything is like yeah. can I make a mistake and be loved in it yeah mm-hmm. can I make a mistake and be even celebrated in it yeah right yeah. like for the bravery of it like that's psychological safety mm-hmm. so let me share a story for from my own life um is so that bot that bottom right area the unknown to me and unknown to you what happens when we get curious is that we end up learning things about ourselves that we don't even know exist. And so basketball is my background. I love basketball. I love working with basketball teams, coaches, players. Um, And so I was helping coach a basketball team. We were stuck in traffic in a bus or a van. um, And there was a guy on this basketball team that grew up. A lot of basketball is inner city, um, single family, parent, um, rough, something that I didn't experience in my own story. Um, and so it was it was hard for me to connect for a big part of my life, even though I was around stories like this a lot. Um, and there was this, this guy on this team that was really struggling to get in line or to comply with what this white coach was telling him to do and myself. Um, and so something happened on that, long trip where we were stuck in traffic where I just said, you know what? Like, it wasn't even on purpose, but I just started saying, like, tell me. Tell me more. Mm. Like, third grade, selling drugs. Like, tell me tell me more. Like, what 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 did you feel? Like, what was, who did you look up to growing up? Right. And I, I didn't have an agenda. Like, I didn't ever, I didn't at any point in that story say, yeah, but you should have, you or you ought to, or because of this, or silver line it, look how amazing you are now. Like, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. I actually was just curious and embraced his perspective of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually understood and was able to be like, man, I would never listen if I experienced what you experienced. Right. And so I was becoming aware of somebody else's story and embracing something that I hadn't yet. And what was happening through that, and and I have seven kids. And so I I listen to Disney. So I'm going to, this will come full circle. Okay. We listen to Disney songs in the car um, on Pandora, the Disney hits. Okay. Still use you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn. In a, a boy. In a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I caught. What do you do? Spotify? No I'm an Apple Music weirdo. Oh, okay. Let's go on. Okay. Um, and so. Me too. What? <laughs> so Pocahontas comes on. Pocahontas comes on. Yeah. And when you walk in the footsteps of a stranger, mm. you learn things you never knew you never knew. And that's what happened to me. Yeah. In that van. That's awesome. With that, with that guy. Dude. I learned things I never knew I never knew about him. And then later, I was like, whoa, about me. Yeah. I learned that I have empathy and that I want to make a difference in this world and I want to lead people into health. And so these two organizations, I don't know if they would exist. They probably would, uh, just a different story sure. would have come up, but that's that's my journey is like, whoa, I learned that I just want to, I just want to wow. sit with yeah. people and <laughs> learn what I don't know, yeah. right? Man, so. Dude, that is such a, that's such a powerful story of just 
sitting and listening and staying curious, right? Yeah, yeah. And just giving, yeah, giving him the opportunity to share, and and you that just being able to just sit there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I think it's an encouragement to all of our listeners to embrace curiosity yeah. about yourself and about the people you lead, and to recognize that that curiosity will lead to self-awareness. Yeah. And that the greater the self-awareness you have, that will spill over into all the people that you're leading. Yeah. And so things like the health of your team, the clarity of your communication, and and I think just overall effectiveness of execution should be some of those second, third order effects. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Staying curious and and being yeah. self-aware. Yeah. I mean, kind of one of the things that I'm taking away, I mean, there's a plethora of things that I'm taking away from today. Got to always work that in. But like one of the things that I, I found fascinating is probably the best way to help your team become self-aware is to work on being self-aware yourself, mm. right? And just leading by example. Yeah. Because the best way for somebody else to be curious is to see curiosity demonstrated to them. I, I actually go back to your training model that we were talking about, right? Like mm. you, like four, I four do, you watch. Yeah, yeah, the four stages of competence, right? I, I do, you watch. What is it then? You do, uh, I help. You know, you do, what, what is it? I'm messing it up now. Now yeah, that we're I'm gonna talking have about to, the We're going to have to severely edit that. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, go back and wipe <laughs> all of that, Jesus. Anyways, no, I, <laughs> but but again, right? It comes with, the, the first thing is is I do it. And if I really want to help my my team, if I really want to help my business, if I really want to be a, if I want to have a bunch of leaders that are empowered to be in a healthy community and healthy culture, the best way to do that is is really to work on myself, right? Absolutely. Um, and and yeah, I just think that that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. super challenging because I think in leadership we want to go, okay, well, give me the tools to get all of these people For in sure. line, and we're just kind of flipping the the deal to go, hey, actually the best way to get them in line is to go, you need to flip the mirror on yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you got to start asking those questions about yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love about these tools. You know, the the window of tolerance, uh, some of these techniques, the Jahari window, you know, it's it's not just that it's it's a window, right? It's a, it's a picture of an ideal model. What should things look like? Yeah. It's a mirror to your point of how do I compare to health and then it's a, finally a lens for are other people in in my organization on my team healthy? Yeah. And to, and how is that affecting me? Yeah. And how am I affecting them? So it's a it's a picture, a mirror, and a, a lens. And so I, I think that I, I love using using that illustration. Yeah. Uh, as a as a way of thinking about these types of frameworks. Mm. It's amazing. Um, what my daughter won't clean up her room. Right. Yeah. I need to fix her. Yeah, correct. Instead of, <laughs> well, what is the environment that dad has created? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does my room look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. My actions too. Yeah. But like actions come from environment. Mm. So my behaviors are a d direct result of my environment. Mm, like that's really good. Casinos in Vegas, like they don't have windows. Yeah. They pump stuff into the air. Very smart. The, the environment is to so that I can lose track of time and awareness right. so that, right and I do the same thing in my in in my own life in my mm -hmm. own leadership it's like the environment that the behavior my employees keep doing the same thing over and over again yep well what is the well, how am i contributing to that yeah. by the policies by the environment by the climate of the workspace or for the kuiper home like yeah yeah so, and I can't control that, but I definitely can do my own work on how to be healthy, how to be emotionally regulated and yeah. be self-aware so that I can show up and be the dad or leader that I want to be. That's so good. Taylor, any final thoughts or questions Man, for, you, for Shane? Today? I mean, the truth is I have about 17,000 thoughts or questions. Yeah. And I think... So the three of us in this room, like are some of the people I talk to on the phone the most. So I always have like, it feels like, hey, we're sitting on the phone again, you know, having a conversation. Shane and I'll do this or we'll go on the mandate. We had lobster the other week. <laughs> it was fancy. We had lobster and we talked like, yeah, it's it it real. Um, shout out to, hey, what's, that's the place, awesome. what's the place called? <laughs> 
It's like it's it's the same people that do salad and go. I think. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. They put yeah. out lobster, lobster and go. It's not what it's called. Let's <laughs> start no, our own. It should be lobster and go. I think. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's you're taking me back to my window into real estate days right now. There we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, they're blown up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they are. They are. No, I mean, I, all that to say, I the the <laughs> number of questions that I have are like two minute accounts. So I'm excited to have you back. Yeah. Um, because there's so many different, I think just avenues we can go in, in terms of what does it look like to be a healthy competitor? Um, how does my identity play into that? What does that look like? Um, love to unpack some more stories. You know, you got some great basketball stories that I've heard yeah. in the past. Um, but no, I, I, I really am just grateful for your time, man. Mm. I, I think you've done a fantastic job sharing. I'm hoping that Brad is now self-aware. Did you make it? I'm working. Uh, yeah, I've. You've arrived. I've, I would say I've increased by one one percent. Yeah, self awareness. <laughs> uh, if you could leave us with um, one thought, uh, I know this is going to be this is probably the most open ended, hardest. But you know, if you could if you could leave us with like one thought of the thing that you think is the most transformational, what would it be <laughs> from your work? I'm gonna I'm gonna be that turd and just ask you that question. Yeah. Um, I guess let's just let's just keep it simple based on our conversation today. It's like what what might what's keeping you safe mm. and how's that also keeping you stuck? And then who could you trust to tell to go tell somebody mm -hmm. something that you feel safe in where if you were to let go of that, take a risk, be brave. Um how could you unloosen I love that. the grip on that and what might be next. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it's hard to wrap that up. I loved hanging and talking. With no, you I know this has been, yeah. this has yeah. been great. So awesome. Okay. So where do people find you? If they want to learn more, Yep. If they maybe want to become a client Yeah. Uh, for their athletic organization or maybe for their, their company or their ministry, what have you. Yeah. Where, where would they find you? I could give you my home address. <laughs> would be I, I think a I think you might more specifically more probably like website. Digital, yeah, maybe, but you could give them your home a <laughs> handle, social media account. Might be interesting. Emails up at your house. <laughs> you may get a lot more people. Coley, there's some people coming over for dinner tonight. They may just show up. Um, Thehealthycompetitor.com um, is is I guess where you could you could start and then um, okay. reach out through there and yeah. then. Um, Social media is weak. My game is weak right now. Weak so, um, yeah, thehealthycompetitor.com would be a cool <laughs> place to start. Um, and then, yeah, I'm like, get on, I'm doing emails and, um, yeah, so they the, can subscribe to that, right? Yeah. How would I go from the healthy competitor if I went to that website? Yeah. Can I, okay, perfect. You can subscribe. Yeah, love it. I love it, guys. We'll have Shane uh, back on here probably sometime early spring. Yeah. Okay. Which we're very excited about. Fantastic. And uh, we'll look forward to exploring more about what it means to be a healthy competitor. Yeah. At home and at work. Shane, thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Taylor, thank you. As always. Yep. Listen in next time to the Daily Leader Podcast. Yep.